Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to Plant Fifths here. This is a summer series, episode three. If you haven't watched or listened to episode one or two, then please do so first as this continues on from there. So before I get into this episode, I'll answer a few of your questions. Uh, so a few of you asked what soul family is uh, specifically. Now, this is really... Uh, up to you and who you consider soul family so for instance soul family could be people who were your family or loved ones in a past life and you've reunited in this life so you could call them your soul family um, but also because our higher selves are all in the higher dimensions soul family are also our loved ones uh, and family in the higher dimensions too and then our 3d earth counterparts find each other so that's soul family as well so there are karmic uh, relationships. So someone in your family could be a karmic uh, tie because that person could have wronged you in a past life or you could have wronged them. And now you're in each other's family or you're in each other's lives. Uh, again, for whoever wronged the other one to fix that karma. Now that's what a karmic tie is. So some people wouldn't consider them soul family, but some people would because you're in the same family now. So it really depends on who you feel soul connected, like a positive soul connection. Um, so And who uh, you connect with on a soul level. So that is who uh, soul family is. It's a very broad term. And it, as I said, it's really up to you who you consider soul family and who feels like soul family to you. Um, so where I get my info from, so a couple of you asked that. So my info, or all of my info comes from, uh, say, soul memories. So this is uh, past life memories, um, stuff that I've acquired and seen from past lives uh, from an internet, which, um, as I explained in the last episode, is from our soul seed or seed of the soul is connected to the spiritual network of all life. Uh, that's our intuition as well. Um, but also downloads. So I get a lot of downloads from uh, my guides, from a higher self, from trees as well. And they give me uh, all the info that I need, all the info that I'm looking for. Um, uh, and it's also, it's also kind of worked from past lives as well. So, for example, from a, a ancient past life, a bc past life i asked a, a guide in that life to get, return something to me in this life and uh that guide did and it's all the stuff that i need to know uh, now which is also why i'm putting this series together so that's just an example of how downloads work um and it's not always instant sometimes it takes a couple of weeks before i've fully worked out what uh the download is and it's exactly as um, you would imagine it to look like. So like on the movies when, you know, some there's info being downloaded, it's uh, you feel it and it's coming through. And um, I have done that work, though, to make sure that my sources or the info I get is uh, pure sources. Uh, and not being interfered with by cabal beings or cabal frequencies, which I'll touch on uh, further on. Now, a few of you asked about fasting and whether that helps. Yes, it does. 
Um, I'll cover this in the next episode, though, because I want to cover uh, health and diet, lifestyle and eliminating toxins from your home and your body. That's all essential to, uh, to physical health, spiritual health and mental health. Helps us raise our vibration. Now, when our vibration is higher, it's easier to connect with our higher self and um, and to the pure guides. So to the pure guides and kind of to get rid of the uh, fake, uh, misleading cabal beings. Now, w- with the last episode, I forgot to uh, add this info in with a soul cluster segment. So soul clusters do work together. And there is um, there are close soul clusters as well. So, for instance, this could be your soul cluster here, and then there's another soul cluster or a couple of other soul clusters that are very, very close to you and you all work together. And it could even feel like they are part of your soul cluster. That's how close these soul clusters are. Um, and it's all different numbers again, like two soul clusters could be working together here and five could be working together over here, 24 could be working together over there. So it's all different. There's no set number for every uh, soul cluster. Now, a couple of you asked if there's anything that you can do to speed up meeting your soul cluster. Um, There is a mudra, which I can't take credit for this. This uh, came through my beautiful um, soul sister, Kathy. Now, it's the middle fingers together, thumbs together over your heart center, and you kind of pump it backwards and forwards. Now, when you first do that, you will feel the energy that's going straight into your heart center. Everybody that I've shared this with, including myself, when I first did it, I felt the energy the first time, even the second time I started doing that, I felt the energy going into me. And then not long after, I started meeting more soul clusters, more more members of my soul cluster. Um, And a couple of you asked also about an example of soul cluster travel. So as I said, that we can travel um, and visit each other without consciously doing it. It's just like our souls just take us to where we need to go. So an example here is that I was having um, a bit of a tough time. Now, I'm not somebody, like I am quite an independent person, independent person, and I don't like to ask for help. Um, or it's not necessarily asking for help I don't like to burden people with my issues so I try and work things out myself and that's kind of how I've done it for most of my life now I was having a bit of a tough time with something and I didn't want to burden anybody didn't want to tell anyone Um, and then that night I went to bed and within say 20 minutes I was in a deep meditation and one of the guys, one of the, the men from my soul cluster visited me. And we, the scene was that we were sitting on some steps and we were talking for what, which felt like three hours. And he came to me and he just said, what's up? Let me help. And so I just sat there and I just told him everything. And he gave me advice. Um, and then when the meditation was over and I went to sleep, uh, when I woke up in the morning, I felt like a new person, like it really, really helped me to get that advice from him. And so that's just one example. That's kind of happened quite a bit. So people in my soul cluster, my soul has just gone to them when they've needed help. And other people in my soul cluster have just come to me when I've needed help and just um, advice and stuff like that. So it's pretty amazing, um, that kind of uh, support. 
Now, if you're always dreaming of someone, if you're um, or seeing them in meditation, if you are helping them in your dreams or in your meditations, or if they're helping you, then they're probably in your soul cluster or in your uh, close soul cluster. So with dreams, as mentioned in the last episode, uh, I call it dream traveling because when we are dreaming and having true dreams, not dreams that are being um, interfered with um, by cabal frequencies, which I'll cover later, when we're having true dreams, it's the soul traveling uh, through the dimensions. Now, the soul doesn't leave the body. We're obviously still very alive, but our soul can still travel, can be in many places at the same time. So our soul is uh, traveling. Now, the past, present, and future, they all exist um, together. They all run consecutively. Now, when we're dreaming, the soul can visit the past timeline, and then that's how we dream about past lives. Or the soul can travel, um, can visit the future timeline, and then that's how we have dreams that come true uh, and visions. Uh, or the soul can visit the present timeline and then that's how we uh, visit our soul classes can help them because it's in real time um, or we can see what's going on in real time. Um, but also we're seeing like uh, other realities as well. So that's why I call it dream traveling. Like dream traveling is such a powerful spiritual tool. We just have to be vigilant and making sure that the cabal frequencies um aren't meddling with our dreams because if the cabal frequencies are penetrating our dreams and we end up uh, everywhere, we end up uh, seeing fake things or false things, it could make us see something that um, turns us against people that are actually innocent. So that's why it's so important to be uh, mindful about uh, this sort of stuff, which I'll cover, uh, which I'll cover shortly. So with the orbs, now a lot of you are fascinated with the orbs or by the orbs. Now orbs are essentially how higher dimensional beings travel. So this could be like their actual uh, essence, like their soul traveling, or it could be their ships. So their ships look like orbs as well. Um, so a good example, I guess, to explain how they travel is like the transformers. So to get from... To get from A to B, they're, they're a vehicle, a car or a truck, and then when they get to their destination, they turn into their robot true self. Now, that's kind of how uh, these higher dimensional beings travel around. They go to A to B as an orb, and when they get there, sometimes they might, um, I guess, morph into their true essence, or they might say it as an orb. Um, but the thing with this is that um, there are non-benevolent orbs as well. So as I explained in the last episode, the fourth dimension is the highest dimension. The top part of the fourth dimension is actually quite beautiful and benevolent and peaceful. But the lower fourth dimension is very dark and that's where the cabal heads reside. So these uh, higher dimensional um, non-benevolent or malevolent orbs come from that lower uh, fourth dimension. Uh, they're still higher dimensional than us, but they're not uh, good ones. So they they look different. Um, they look very different. So 
the beautiful benevolent orbs that I see are like golden or white and they're quite um, almost translucent and they're very bright. They might be white with a blue tinge or kind of white with a purple tinge or a green tinge. They're very, very beautiful and um, they're quite stunning. Now with the lower fourth dimensional orbs, they are quite uh, dense and dark, like a opaque black or opaque browny, muddy, reddy colour or um, like a greyish, like very dark and dense kind of colours. And they might be in different shapes as well. So they might be a triangular shape or a hexagon shape or even cubes. Um, I haven't seen a cube myself, but I know people who have. They might just be, look like a black cube or a... Um, which I know there's more about those, um, or a, a dark brown cube. Now these are fourth, lower fourth dimensional uh, orbs uh, or beings and that's them travelling around. Now if you see one of them, if you don't like the feel of them, then tell it to get out. They have to listen um, and even ask your guides to get rid of all intruders and you'll notice that it'll, it'll leave quick smart. Now with our ancestors and trees, um ancestors just such amazing beautiful uh powerful guides for us now if I break it down for you so just in this life it's taken 37,768 ancestors just over the last 15 generations which is roughly 300 years or so 37,768 ancestors just to make you just to make me in this life now and that's only going back 15 generations or 300 years now go back a thousand years go back 10,000 years and that's just in this one life now multiply that with all of our past lives we have millions of ancestors millions of them and the majority of them are highly evolved They've been um, spiritually growing and developing in the higher realms for higher dimensions for millennia. And the majority of them are here to help. Well, these are the higher of higher evolved, the ones that have uh, spiritually evolved and come back as uh, powerful guides for us. So this is how many. Like, we've got millions of, it's almost like an army. We have an army of ancestors that are here to help us, are, to he are here to guide us. And we're connected to all of them from within. So we, we don't even need to speak out loud, which I'll cover why. And um, we can speak out internally and they will hear us. And they act as protectors, as guides. Uh, and they're such powerful guides for us. And many of them are resurfacing at this time and making their presence more known, um, specifically at this time because of everything that's going on with the universe and Earth and the Cabal. Now what happens here on Earth affects the entire universe so that's why so many benevolent beings are so um are helping us because it it affects the entire universe in a good way it helps the whole third dimension uh evolve now with our ancestors as well is that i call them star family and i'll tell you why now in the higher dimensions um, so fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Earth isn't in these dimensions, and we kind of have to live somewhere. Now, as these higher dimensional beings, we're not in some void, we're not on the earth, but we do have a home, and those home are the stars. So 
basically what the stars are are higher or highly evolved uh, planets. So the planets, the stars, the suns, they all are on their own spiritual journey. They all have their own consciousnesses and they're all growing and evolving as well, uh, even expanding. And while Mother Earth is still, um, we're still kind of 3D here, these stars that have been in the solar, well, in their universe for millions of years longer, they've been uh, spiritually evolving for a lot longer and that they're a star now. Now these stars are fifth dimensional and higher and that's where we live in the higher dimensions. We live on these stars, so these different star systems. So it could be crew, which is the Sun the Cross, could be Pleiades, could be Arcturus or Sirius, um, could be Lyra, could be any one of those stars, all of those stars that we see at night, they're all highly evolved uh, planets. So they're all fifth dimensional and higher and that's where we live, that's where our higher selves live and that's where our ancestors live. Um, this is why I call them soul, uh, star fam. So it's, I know that might sound a bit crazy, but when you really look at it from a universal perspective and a dimensional perspective, it's so easy to make that connection now. That, that's why um, when I look at the stars, and I know a lot of people look at the stars, it feels like home. It really does feel like home. And I know now, like I've loved the stars since I can remember, since I was a kid, and I know now it's because it is home. That's where my ancestors are. That's where my higher self is. That's essentially where we were living before we uh, incarnated down here. Now, I just forgot to say this. Um, I wanted to give an example of uh, the biggest orb that I've seen. Now, this I saw this one when I was in my early teens and I was watching a meteor shower. So I got up before school and climbed up onto our roof to watch this meteor shower. Um, it was still dark, it was probably 5 a.m. And as the sun rose and it started to get, get a bit lighter, there was the sun wasn't actually over the horizon yet, but I saw this beautiful, huge golden sun. I thought it was the sun. And it was huge on the horizon and it was stationary. I thought, oh, cool, the sun's coming up. But then that sun started um, travelling really slowly along the horizon from north to south, just like this along the horizon. And I remember like going, what the heck is that? And I was like, I must be a comet because there's a, a meteor shower, like silly me. Obviously it wasn't a comet. And then the sun came up. So that always stayed with me. And then as I uh, started getting older and I started seeing um, uh guides as orbs like when they were going from a to b and that's why i started seeing orbs as well um yeah so essentially orbs are especially benevolent orbs they like the beautiful bright orbs they're here to help and a lot of you might see them at night time they're ships um they look like a star um and they're high up in the sky they might even be low and then they they just look like a star like they look like a round light and it'll just be there, then it'll disappear or it'll get brighter and then it'll disappear or it'll um, be moving in a weird kind of way, like not how our technology just moves from A to B in a straight kind of line. 
the orbs kind of move all their ships are kind of like a bit shonky and it might be here then it might be down there and it kind of moves around like that and then it'll just um kind of like warp speed so look up at night they're all around they're all there they're all um especially these orbs they're all beautiful uh, beings that are here to help so if you see them it's because they want you to see them and they're trying to get your attention now what's also happening with our beautiful ancestors is that grandparents and parents um, have uh, how can I put this have made a great sacrifice and this is all because of all the babies coming in um, this generation and the next generations so there's a lot of them are powerful light warriors um, and I, I've seen it I can see it myself in these kids there's a huge difference between this generation now and the generation before them it's like they're already spiritually awake um, and they're already kind of in tune with their gifts and so these are powerful uh, light warriors and what's happening now is that these grandparents and parents are making a huge beautiful bittersweet sacrifice is that a lot of them are leaving this realm so they can better protect uh, their grandkids and their great-grandkids so that's happening quite a lot um, and when you look at it like that and it's not them dying it's not them passing away it's them just leaving this realm for a much higher purpose and it's all to do with what's going on in the earth um, and humanity evolving past the cabal and shifting into our fifth dimension. So it's such a beautiful sacrifice. So if you uh, have lost a parent or a grandparent, uh, especially recently within the last year or two um, and soon, a lot of that could do with uh, your kids or your kids that are on their way. Um, so... Just know that they are there, that they are protecting you and your your children, um, and connect with them if you if you if you need to connect with them. They're there. They're they're with you twenty four seven. Now with star seeds, so I know a lot of you say star seeds is quite an ego thing. I know the spiritual ego does exist, and a lot of people use info that they've uh, found to make themselves better than other people now the essence of star seeds uh definitely isn't about the ego now as we've kind of explained the higher dimensions our higher selves are in these higher dimensions and the stars are in the higher dimensions now when you look at how we travel down the universe we travel down all these uh, different dimensions down these stars from these stars down onto earth and that's essentially what a star seed is a star seed is said to be someone that's um, from a, a star system that's incarnated on earth to help that's exactly what it is we've incarnated from these higher dimensions which are from other stars on earth um, and at the moment we are helping Star seeds are true star seeds, um, aren't ego at all. But when you really look at um, 
when you really look at us on that universal level, anyone with a higher self in the higher dimensions, anyone that's uh, agreed with creator coming into the universe, we're all starseeds. Like there's no ego to it. It just shows how connected we are really. Um, now, a lot of people say they just claim to be uh, one starseed. So they might be a Pleiadian starseed or a Syrian starseed or a um, Arcturian starseed, for example. There are all the different stars. Now, that's only just from this life. So, for example, I came from a certain star system before coming here, but in a past life from the BCs, I came from a different star system and came here. So when you look at it like that too, it just shows how even more connected we are because we are actually from all of the stars. We've incarnated from all of the stars. We've lived on all of the stars because we've lived in all of the dimensions. So anyone that's claiming that they're just a Pleiadian starseed or just a Arcturian starseed, they haven't gone um, into the past or down their timeline long enough to see that we're actually uh, from all of them. So starseeds, there's no ego. It shouldn't be about the ego. It's just, in essence, summing up where we've came from. Now, with the babies coming through, the babies that I've been talking to before they've uh, even been conceived, a lot of them are coming from the Pleiades. They're Pleiadian babies or Pleiadian souls. Their higher self is on the Pleiades in the fifth dimension or even uh, seventh dimension, and they're incarnating down onto Earth now into, uh, I guess, higher, like more like spiritually awake parents. Um, okay, now with trees, oh, I just love trees. They are the <clears throat> some of our purest guides, um, and they've all got their roots in the earth, and it's like a living library. They all share information, and it's uh, ancient information as well. So even though there's trees that are thousands of years old that uh, that are sharing info, all that info also gets passed down and stored as well. So even uh, trees that are older than the sequoias, um, even if they've been cut down, their info that they've put into this living library still exists. So I know history for humans has been changed, um, you know, to suit certain agendas, but if you want to know the truth about humanity and where we actually did come from, um, check with the trees, tune into a tree. Um, if you are working on your spirituality and you're um, vibrating higher, then you'll be able to tune into the actual tree and just have a conversation. Now, I don't recommend channeling. Channeling um, channeling can get bombarded by cabal frequencies, and it does, and this mix, mix, uh, mixes up the message or gives a false message. And channelers are, you know, they talk to uh, other beings when they think that they're talking to a higher benevolent being but they're not so I don't recommend channeling the trees but just have a conversation with them they are here with us they're not they don't need to be channeled because they are in this dimension with us so just have a conversation if you can now when I first um, realized about the trees was in 2013, so not long after my orb experience that, um, that kind of spiritually woke me up again. Um, and 
we had this gum tree that was uh, like rotting and it was falling apart and large branches were falling down. So we had to get a tree locker in uh, to chop it down. And we had this beautiful conifer tree um, right next to it. And for some reason, the tree locker was dead set determined to cut this conifer tree down. Um, and I found out because my daughter was at the back door and she was watching this tree locker start to cut down the conifer and she was upset. She was crying and she was um, like almost screaming in pain because she could see what this tree locker was doing to the, the conifer. So I went outside and stopped it. Um, we had to have an argument. Like I said, he was dead set, wanted to cut this tree down. So eventually he stopped and he left and I asked my daughter uh, how she knew that the tree was getting cut down because she was with me in the lounge room and she just went to the back door. It was like she just knew and she said that she could hear the tree um, screaming out and crying or like weeping. Um, so that's when I kind of realised that the trees talk and then when I... Um, well, a couple of days later, I went out to the tree and I just put my hand on the tree's trunk, how I usually connect, and I and I connected to the tree. And without even saying anything, the tree, I just heard, um, thank you for saving me. And I kind of jumped back because I wasn't expecting a an instant reply. I was expecting... Um, you know, having to meditate a bit and, you know, really connect to connect to this tree, but the message was instant. And then that's when I kind of, well, that's when I knew that we can talk to the trees. And since then I've spoken to a lot. I know that sounds funny. No, they're very, very funny. They're hilarious. They're very witty. Uh, they're very wise and they're very pure. It is very, very uh, pure beings that are purely here to help uh, humanity and the earth and, when um, when we start uh, connecting with them, they will tell you everything you, you want to know. They will tell you everything that uh, you need to know to help you. So start not just sitting under a tree, but just start connecting with a tree. Like what I do is I bring down golden energy from the sun and streams through my body and out through my hand. And then I push that golden energy down through the tree, uh, the tree's roots, and then that's when I can start uh, talking to them. Um, they said they're, they're here purely to help us. Um, and when you're looking at past lives as well, many of us have lived as trees before. Um, I know that might sound a bit far-fetched, Many of us have lived as trees before, but we're all uh, very connected. Like they're all counterparts, we're all counterparts of each other. And this is why trees are actually very easy to talk to because they're like a counterpart of uh, humanity. They're here to help. They also have an incarnation um, kind of set up like we do. They come down from, say, the fifth dimension and come down into Earth as a tree. Like we're very, very, very similar um, we have very similar incarnations uh, to them. So I think this is why so many people just love uh, trees, myself included, 
big trees have always just stopped me and I've always been in awe with them. So start using that. Start using these, not using, but start uh, working with these purest uh, sources, these purest guides that we have. They're, they're right here. They're everywhere. They've always been there, obviously. So start uh, start connecting with them to help you along your spiritual growth. Now, what's really cool too is when you start uh, connecting with them, then you see their energy. You might see their uh, aura around them. So a lot of the time it's like this beautiful blue or a beautiful purpley colour that's around them, sometimes even golden. Um, and then at dusk, every dusk, um, I'm not sure why they do this. I haven't actually asked them why. But at every dusk, say here's the conifer tree, every dusk they send out this big energy shield and they send that out. And if you um, are sitting, say, on a mountain that's above a forest, especially at that time, you will see all the energy that they start sending out. Now, that's all high vibrational, beautiful energy to help us. Um, so they they have the highest, uh, some of the highest, vibers, highest vibrational beings on the earth. Um, and when we can also work with them too to amplify our energy. So, for example, when I first started uh, remembering uh, how to work with trees, there was this huge storm uh, heading for our house and it was huge. The, um, the skies were black. Um, the hail stones were the size of an orange. Uh, this was quite a few years ago. And it was kind of, it was smashing the houses and the towns that it was going through and was heading for us. And so as an, as an experiment, I went outside and I put my hand on the tree and I just pushed my energy all the, from the sun down through me, down into this tree. And I just, and it was kind of like the tree took over. And in my mind's eye, I could say this tree was kind of like amplifying the energy that I was already sending out. And what that storm did, which it was heading straight for us, is that it actually broke up like this and it went around us. Now, it wasn't my intention to, you know, for the neighbouring suburbs to still get hit by it. I just wanted to try and um, dilute the storm or dim it down so it wasn't as strong. So that's just an example how the trees amplify our energy. It only amplifies good energy. They don't amplify malevolent energies. So if you've got love or healing or anything to send out, send it out through the, through the trees and it'll send it out. Now, here's a little homework for you guys. If there are storms coming, uh, big storms, especially with 2027, everyone please start using, the, not using the trees, working with the trees and amplify your healing energy so it can lessen the storms that are coming or the lessen the, the natural disasters that are, uh, that are supposed to be coming. So if we're all working on this, it will help. Um, now with animals, animals are also highest, um, highest and purest guides uh, for us here on earth. Um, they're protectors as well and they also have a beautiful incarnation uh, not cycle, but like a setup, the same that we do, and they they incarnate um, back into other animals as well, other dogs. Um, I've experienced this personally, and they uh, 
here to lift the vibration of the planet. They were here to help uh, assist us. And when I say assist, I mean to assist, to work with us. Now, animals and trees are the highest, or and babies are the highest vibrational beings on earth. And from an energy perspective, it's no uh, accident that trees are cut down by the billions uh, every year, that animals are slaughtered by the billions every year, and, and that babies are becoming more and more conditioned and more uh, medicines, not even medicines, more drugs are being pushed onto them, that that's no coincidence at all that that is happening. If we're cutting them down, if we're killing them, we're culling them, we are lowering lowering the vibration of the planet. And if we can't, well, that slows us down. That slows down our spiritual evolution. And as I said before, that's what the cabal is doing. The cabal is stopping nothing to slow down our spiritual evolution so we don't evolve past them, so they don't lose their life or source. And also with, um, with uh, slaughterhouses, a lot of them are on ley lines. Now, ley lines, are, I guess you can search this up. Now, ley lines where they intersect the very powerful, powerful parts uh, of the planet is all around the earth. Now, a lot of the slaughterhouses are on ley lines. And what this does is that it amplifies all that fear and uh, that death energy and that amplifies it and that sends it out all over the world. So I'll, I'll leave that with you to consider. We want animals to be alive. We want trees to be standing. You know, we, I know that there's this whole, um, with business, there's that whole plant a tree initiative, which is fantastic, but we should be actually trying to stop the trees from being cut down, not just planting new ones. Is that these, these beings exist to help, and so we need to be helping them to make sure that they are here to do what they came here to do. Now, crystals are another one. Crystals uh, are also beings that you can tune into. They're all part of an oversoul as well. Um, and each crystal has a specific purpose. So like the trees, uh, you can talk to crystals as well. Um, obviously, the bigger and the easier it is to connect or get a message from them. So, for instance, um, tuning into lapis lazuli, um, that one, all, all crystals are to help with uh, your spiritual growth and protection, spiritual protection. Now, lapis specifically um, said is help to help um, bring out uh, ancient past lives, so BC lives, lives, um, amethyst. There's um, past lives, but also closing portals. So if you feel like there's a in the level and portal somewhere, chuck some amethyst, amethyst there and it will help close it. Uh, selenite in particular was for uh, bringing in soul family, so soul family um, and star family coming in for uh, helping guide and protect you. Um, and Herkimer, which is uh, my favourite crystal of all time, um, just amplifies you, amplifies everything that you need. So if you... Um, you need more spiritual protection that amplifies it, that amplifies your gifts, that amplifies uh, everything. It's one of my favourites. Um, so crystals as well. 
crystals are a huge part of uh, spiritual growth. And I know a lot of people say it's like uh, pseudo stuff, but when you can actually tune in and receive messages from them, then you realize that they are um, here to help as well. So I was going to go into communicating with guides and um, how entities move around healing and shielding, but I'll save that for the next episode because I've already gone on for a while. So I'll leave that here, guys. Make sure to do that uh, homework um, and start uh, working with the trees to amplify your healing energy and your spiritual warrior energy over the earth. So I'll leave it here. Any questions, um, reach out plantfedsea.com or reach out on plantfedsea on Telegram, on my Telegram channel. Uh, I send you all love, light, wellness, uh, and mana. I love you all.